This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. Now, a special presentation, reaction and analysis of the debate from the Blaze Radio Network. Gin? Is it gin? Uh, What do you think John Kasich drinks before a big debate? Uh, Is it his usual liquor or something special? What do you you think he goes to? (laughs) I think it's probably something special for the debate night. See, I think he's going something cheap. Maybe a Mad Dog 2020, an Aqua Velva, something like that. You step it up, you know, classy it up with a little Aqua Velva, something like that. Hi there, it's Doc Thompson and Skip Lacombe coming to you live from Northwest Arkansas, where we live and broadcast each and every morning here on the Blaze Radio Network. Also joined now by Jay underscore Severin. Coming to us live from uh, Massachusetts, where he broadcasts every afternoon. How are you, Jay? Northwest Arkansas, huh? There'd be no evidence of that if I didn't know. No. Aqua Velva? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Baby, for you, something special. <laughs> wow. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to tell you, as we mock these uh, clowns tonight, I am going to add a little extra mockery for John Kasich, because I absolutely can't take him anymore. Anymore? Has there been a point in the in the past no, year just, when you have? It has hit uh, like ma- critical mass. I may actually explode if I hear any more of his lies and crap tonight. Just unbelievable. Uh, you know, not to get t- too much, I mean, to try and take the somewhat chronologically, I don't know why, but, you know, I, I don't want to get t- too far out of turn here, but uh, it's a great point. Kasich, when you really think about it, and his merits and demerits aside, Isn't what he's really doing essentially selfish? I mean, here's Governor Kasich, the great champion of his people, you know, of Ohio, the governor. And he is really essentially asking them to reduce their vote to a meaningless gesture on his selfish behalf. Right, guys? I mean, he he's what is this for? Okay, it may be in a fantastic uh, ploy to become vice president, to leverage it into that. With that, I say good luck. Otherwise, it's to leverage it into a book deal, a talk show, a speaking tour, jack up his speaking fees. But he's not going to win anything. And the notion that you knowingly, you know, that you consciously decide that you're going to, forgive me, prey on a single state and try to kind of suck them dry and it's your state it's your constituents and you say well heck you know let me go in there and see if i can win this one state and maybe that'll do it whatever it is i think it it smells a lot to me not like teen spirit it smells like selfishness uh too uh we just got word too right before the debate started that uh, john Kasich apparently had failed to get enough signatures to even be on the ballot in pennsylvania <laughs> oh, brutal. <laughs> well, I, you, on the other hand, devil's advocate, he made uh, a, a significant, not tremendous, but significant showing in Michigan a couple nights ago. Now, he started out in second, and a lot of people looked at that, me included, and said, you know, what the heck? 
uh, and he, he and then eventually fell to third. But this was perfect. This was manna from heaven for him because his rationale, if such exists, is that you know I'll do well in the Rust Belt. These other guys can't. But I'm sorry. What does he do? You know, if you really could make him answer, Skip, Doc, Ty, if you could really make him, and, and all of us, best and brightest, if, if you could make him answer the question, uh, Governor Kasich, what is it exactly you hope to do? L- l- let's presume you in Ohio. Well, what is it you do with it? Yeah, I, I think he's either going to try to parlay it into being a part of somebody else's administration, or he really is hoping for that brokered convention, maybe just... He's he's been liquored up on Aqua Velva all night or all <laughs> year. Maybe that's what it is. Jay, here's the thing. We debate all the time and probably have been consumed with Donald Trump. Everybody, people love him, people hate him. And yeah. people like me and you and Glenn Beck and, and others say, listen, I can't vote for Donald Trump because I don't know who he's going to be. We People even laid out arguments saying Donald Trump is this and that and whatever. Here's the truth about Donald Trump. We do not know what Donald Trump is and what he stands for. Bingo. However, Bingo. we do know what John Kasich stands for. And Bingo. he is a Democrat. He uh, is and, and we, a liberal, a progressive. And for whatever history or principles count, and uh, I know this is a pre-twerking culture that I'm referring to here, but you know, you do know, whether you like it or not, it's another matter entirely. You do know where Ted Cruz stands. I mean, you do know to the extent that it's knowable what Cruz is going to do. What you don't know is, you know, where on the scope here, where on the spectrum does uh, does <laughs> does Trump turn out to be at, at at the most malign? Is he merely a clown, an inept clown, or is he Mussolini? There's evidence to suggest <laughs> both. <laughs> That's a good point, but I mean, I, it dawned on me tonight as I'm listening to this, and, and granted, up until now, we've had a lot more people on stage for a long time, so I wasn't as focused on him. We were focusing on the front runners, but now as he's one of the sure. four left standing, News. I look at this News. and I go, you know who Ted Cruz is. You pretty much know who Marco Rubio is. Yeah. You don't know yeah. who Donald Trump is. And you know who John Kasich is. And when you look at the four, the one that you automatically have to vote off the island, even before Donald Trump, because you may think something bad about him, you know bad stuff about John Kasich. He absolutely one, has to go. One, I predict he does not take Ohio. And he, uh, I don't even think he's going to come in second in Ohio. Hey, hey I guys, saw that earlier. Positivity. Come on, guys. We just that... want to give hugs and be positive. Like Kasich. Come on, guys. <laughs> stuff is this high, baby. Be nice. <laughs> Now, I'm over hugs and positivity. I saw Doc's uh, prediction about this, and uh, Guru Doc, it, that's a bold prediction. It is, case I know. will not take Ohio. because It is bold. I'm, I'm serious, because mm-hmm. that goes against not only conventional wisdom, that goes against even the unconventional wisdom. If I may, mm-hmm. I think it's an extremely important and entertaining uh, point that you made reference to earlier. I don't want us to breeze by it. What we were talking about 10 days ago, this whole idea of a plan 1236, Project 1236, right. it was our little, shh, it was our little secret. <laughs> and now he's all grown up. And now he's the conventional wisdom. I'm so proud, aren't you? You know, to see him grow up. <clears throat> In any case, everyone's now talking about a blank convention. You just use the term brokered. Brokered, right. Most people use the term brokered. 
Other people use the term contested. And I just want to submit to us that there is a universe of difference between those two things. And not just on, you know, uh, uh, some kind of uh, uh, highbrow rhetorical Oxford English Dictionary terms. I mean, a brokered convention and a contested convention are the difference between democracy and fascism. Uh, a, a contested, a contested convention is one where someone arrives with a plurality, perhaps of votes, but not a majority, and they have to fight it out in American style. They have to barter beg, borrow, steal, kill, slash. They have to, someone has to cut a deal. Someone has to come up with 1,237. That's a contested convention. That's in the best spirit of of democracy. A brokered convention, and, you know, we all know, of course, what the other side of this coin is, so I'll be uh, ultra brief. That's where the guys, that's where the the fat white guys in cheap suits go (laughs) in a room at the Hilton and with, you know, bottles and bottles of liquor and maybe I mean, these days, who knows, maybe crystal meth. I don't know. You know, maybe things have gotten maybe things have progressed. But, you know, the the power brokers go in the back room like it was 150 years ago and they decide what's best for you. And they come out and say, OK, it's Mitt Romney or OK, it's John Kasich or it's Ish Kabibble or but that's a brokered convention. Big diff. We ran down the numbers a couple days ago on the show, and as far as the delegates go, and it's hard to get exact delegate counts right now. Everybody's right. off at least it's a couple, impossible. but it's it's pretty close. We went yeah. down, and it is it's very difficult. It's going to be very difficult for Donald Trump to actually get the twelve thirty seven. Jay, it really is. He would well have unless to he take... wins both unless unless yeah, he wins both Florida and Ohio. Now, if he gets those, he still the soonest he could he could get all of them as a winner take all, and then later some of them become proportional again. But uh, some of the states do um, would be like October twenty sixth. He can't he can't gather it before October twenty sixth because that's a that's a big day with a lot of states. But he has to take all of them, a hundred percent delegates in every state in every um, contest, every primary up into including that day in order to get to that number. If he stumbles on any of them, it gets pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. He can lose. He If he loses even a couple, a few, a combination, he will not have enough. He he almost has to sweep. Are we talking about Trump? Did I Trump, yeah. Did I say Cruz? No, no. I, I oh, just, Trump, yeah. I'm just, you're, you're, yeah, you're forcing me to hurt someone I love. You. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, yeah. I d- d- disagree. Yeah. I, I, I respectfully and, mm-hmm. and, and, and affectionately d- disagree. If he takes Florida and Ohio, which are both, as you know, winner take all guys, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. he, you know, the thing is, if he arrives at the convention in Cleveland with anything close to the required number, it doesn't mean that Project 1236 is defunct, but it does press the establishment's hand, doesn't it? Because are they going to say, okay, we're going to blow up a year and all the voters' sentiments and all the votes and flush them and announce to them out loud, we don't care about you. Your votes are meaningless. You mean nothing. We were always going to pick the nominee, and now we're going to pick the nominee. We're going to flush everything because that's what you have to say and do 
you know, in order to get rid of Trump if he arrives with 1150 plus. Oh, I, I no, I, I see what you're saying there. I'm just saying he doesn't he has to he has to virtually win all of them in order to get I, them I, all I, I, early I just, on. I just I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, yeah. let's not get hung up on this. No, no I'm just I don't think the arithmetic is. supports that. I think that if he wins either, but certainly both Florida and Ohio, which is the real Super Tuesday, which is this coming right. Tuesday night, then he becomes a really, really strong, and one could argue prohibitive favorite to be able to uh, accumulate twelve now, thirty. Now, seven. if you're talking momentum, if that's what you're talking, that's that's a whole different ballgame. No, I'm, I'm talking because I'm talking he's, he's roughly well. Look at the arithmetic right now. He's at roughly four fifty to five hundred. Ohio right. has sixty six, and, and Cruz Florida has ninety nine. I think behind him. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and you have Florida that has 66 and you have, or excuse me, Florida has, I think 99, roughly a hundred and Ohio has 66. That only gives them 160 some more delegates at that point. He's at, I just think we have a different sense of what the percentages are like from the henceforth. What you're saying is the percentages are prohibitive against him. He has to win X percent of the delegates, which is Mm -hmm. prohibitive. And, and, and I'm. Maybe I had a recent sharp blow to the head, but I, I it, which is affecting me. But I, I think the odds become almost prohibitive against him. But again, guys, let's not get hung up on this too much. And and I would want to ask you: all things given tonight, given what they had to do, quote unquote, who quote unquote won and lost? I think. Uh... All of them, with the exception of Trump, and this is not a bias, I think all of them, with the exception of Trump, look pretty good tonight. Uh, and, and the only reason I say that, Trump didn't, you know, he didn't self-destruct or anything like that. But I do not think his his bread and butter is him being passive and calm and talking exactly. about yes. the issues yeah. in depth because he doesn't know them in depth. He doesn't have any plans that are in depth and refuses to say how. There were multiple times tonight Trump's answers he simply repeated himself uh, halfway through. So he would say something oh, like, well. "He'd say something like, uh, uh, we're going to make education <laughs> great again.' And uh, you know, I love Ben and Carson. make it again great. And that <laughs> right. And then he would say that right. He would sometimes you just repeat the same thing two or three times in a statement. Whereas yes. if you listen to the other, if when you listen to the other three. They all gave substantive answers. You, I mean, uh, if you look at Kasich's, his were a, a lot of spin and lie. His thing about balancing the budget when he was, uh, you know, in Congress—that's an absolute lie. Yeah. We haven't balanced the budget. The since Donald's the 50s. specialty is is transposing right. sentences. Exactly. Uh, he, but you know, but Trump, Cruz, and Kasich all did give solid answers based on what their plan is. Well, they actually had substance, no which seen, is actually nice. No one has seen the Trump we saw tonight. Trump would not be the news. We would not be speaking of Trump if the Trump we saw tonight was the Trump we've seen in previous debates. He, The coach obviously said, now, fellows, let's go on out there and tie. <laughs> you know, he, he, his objective clearly tonight was to run the ball uh, between the, the, the tackles on every single play of the game <laughs> because that's all he had to do was not fumble. And it was bo- it was a boring Trump. It Running was a different Trump. He was going for statesman, and it came out a cadaver. 
Right, because he's not a statesman. That's what's so funny about it. They're like, well, you want him to look presidential and whatever. He's not going to. Good it luck. won't happen for him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, he doesn't want to. That's not the game he's playing. That's right. That's right. Go ahead, Jay. No, sorry, uh, uh, Skipper. I just meant, and it, you're right. You're quite right. And it looked it. He he didn't seem himself, did he? No, he didn't. And um, I don't think that's going to fare well for him. I think that's a campaign mistake. How big of a mistake? Eh, maybe not that big, but I think it's at least a part of a mistake. Well, and I think cracks are even starting to appear now in terms of, 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 of he, he was questioned too on what other issues would he be able to change his mind on or be malleable. I'm not sure the exact quote. And he says, well, we'll just have to see as we get to it. I think those types of things. Now, again, I've said this before in previous debates are going to be things that are going to hurt Donald Trump. Um, again, I don't know if, if anything at this point will. But those are the types of things that I find truly troubling from a candidate. What things will you change, John? Oh, I don't know. We'll see as they come up. <laughs> I don't know how happens. troubled he ought to be, but to the extent Trump could feel at the end of this evening <clears throat> disappointed, he ought to. Because it's not just how he did. It's the juxtaposition of how he did. Oh, yeah. He did what we're saying, but Rubio, and I, I'm, I'm a Cruz guy, but right. Rubio did the best I think he's ever been, probably the best he can be. I think he was better than markedly than anyone else up there for, you know, as dubious a distinction as that may be. But Rubio was the top of his game. And the only thing that was happening tonight was could can Rubio claw his way to a rationale, you know, that he's going to stay in this race rather than quit. He's like 17 years old, and, you know, the argument is from one side of his advisors, Marco, quit. You know, run for governor next year, it's yours. Run for president in a few years, it's yours. But get humiliated by double digits in your home state, and you may never recover politically. You know, you may be selling cars or whatever. And and Rubio has had to make, make that decision. Apparently, he's made the decision to go for it. The best thing Rubio could have hoped for was the way he performed this evening, the way the perverse audience, I still say perverse, received him, and the fact that Trump had his, quote-unquote, worst, least colorful night of the debate. You put it together, and Rubio, I don't know if it's going to make any difference, guys, but you know, Rubio had the best outcome for which mm -hmm. he could have reasonably hoped. I think you're, you're right. As far as Rubio goes and looking that good tonight, I, thought, I think he looked great. And again, I'm, I'm for Ted Cruz as well. I'm admitting my bias there because uh, maybe that's influencing me, but I think Ted Cruz crushed it. If, if you listen to his answers and you listen to the, the substantive uh, portions of, of what each one of them said, Cruz, every answer, he gave facts, figures, here's what I'm going to do, anything that he didn't have time. A couple times he said the whole plan's laid out on my website, but here's what I'm going to do here, here, here. He challenged some people. Marco was a little more charming, I think, at times, but uh, I think Ted played his game as well. I, I think he was sensational tonight. Look, guys, I ask you, I agree with that. And not only, not only do I agree with it, I think it's a statement of fact, not just an opinion that you just made. But if it were... The dominant dynamic, we wouldn't be at this place at this time talking about Trump. The fact is, listening to Trump is telling your six-year-old, we're going to the circus. <laughs> listening to Ted Cruz is telling him, we're going to a very stern, 
but edifying, fortifying Presbyterian sermon. Then I'm taking you to the Oliver Wendell Holmes annual lecture on the intricacies of the laws of real estate. Right. Uh-huh. He's right. He he's he crushes it substantively, uh, but I don't know if we're in matter. a twerking culture. Otherwise, right. Right. Trump wouldn't be leading. Here's the interesting thing, Jay, and I, I want to get yours and Skip's and even Ty's take on this as well. Marco even, Rubio, I, I don't think um, I don't think in the past couple of weeks, I don't think Marco Rubio has done too much in spite of his Donald Trump small hands, small whatever. Uh, in spite of that, I don't think he has done anything to to deep six his campaign to see it falter the way it has in a couple of these states, to see his numbers drop the way they have. I think I what's disagree. happening... Well, and maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm missing something. I think more likely what's happening is people are trying to decide, hey, are we either picking Cruz or Rubio because we can't, you know, we can't split this. You know, right. we want to be with the winner, the guy that's going to help out. And I think by virtue of the fact that Cruz is a little bit ahead, maybe a little more stable at the time, wasn't mentioned in Donald's hands, that they said, we're going to go with him. I think people are deciding between the two of them. I don't disagree with that. And guys, forgive me I'm for flapping my gums here, but I disagree with there is no discernible root to what we're, we're seeing or root, <laughs> that is to say, root cause. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I recommended that that uh, Ted Cruz adopt a slash and burn, more or less, uh, <laughs> strategy against Trump. Someone listened, quote unquote, but it wasn't Ted Rubio started doing this against Trump. He immediately put himself back in the race for a few days. But the problem is the, you know, I've had people say to me, well, okay, Guru Jay, you big shot. If you recommended this, what well, suppose Ted had done it, he'd really be sunk. Maybe, but different strategies work for different candidates. Having run these campaigns, this was so against Marco Rubio's brand. It was so against, it was so contra to what we how we think of him that my only point in disagreement mild disagreement is saying i think it can be traced to when he started to slash and burn uh, uh, you know when he turned don rickles as they say against <laughs> trump it just wasn't believable coming out of his mouth and it and it didn't it didn't become him that's where his downward numbers started and since as you know he's made the extraordinary statement that I'm, I'm, you know, I wish I hadn't done it. it. You know, it didn't fit me. My wife was embarrassed. My kids were embarrassed. I mean, that's a pretty extraordinary thing. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, like you said too, it was definitely off-brand for him. But I, I actually think the most surprising part of it all that he uh, he came out and said that uh, that he was actually embarrassed by that, that he he regrets that. I actually I yeah. appreciate that moment of honesty from him, but, but uh, just surprising. Do you think that hurt his numbers though? Do you think him acting that way hurt his numbers? Um. Probably not. Not to the extent that that people are reporting. Um, I don't think it helped him. But at, at this point, I think the writing's been on the walls for this campaign for a while. For for all of these candidates, to be honest with you, and I think these are just the uh, natural course of things playing out. I actually um, yeah. have a, a bit of a theory on that too. What do you got, Ty? I I think that um, it just is when you have two Cuban Im- sons of Cuban immigrants, people are just going to choose one. You're not going to split it 50-50, and I think people just – I'm dead serious. I mean, above I policy, in this uh, climate where we wish people voted on the issues, I think it's just as simple as, okay, I'm going to pick one of the Cuban guys, 
Cruz is a little bit smarter. I know Cruz's name a little bit more. He's been, you know, he he shut down the government, quote unquote. He's the guy who's the ultimate conservative. I'm picking him, so Ty, there's, no, there's no room that's left interesting. for you. I'm curious to get your take on it. Do you think that's the truth? If Let's say there were a couple of women on stage. You're like, okay, we've got to pick one of these ladies. Yep. Which one are we going to pick? Absolutely. Do you think okay, we've got a black guy. There's a couple of black guys. We're going to pick one of them, right? Yeah, Do you I, think that's how we act? I think that's how we still are, and that's... I yeah, think, I think there may be a little to that, yeah. I think it's just we're going to pick one, because outside of the amnesty, and I know that's a big thing, but if you took that out, Rubio's every bit as conservative as Cruz. I know They're that's a close. huge mark, but he's pretty mm-hmm. conservative. I mean, you can't say he's liberal in any way, shape, or form. I think it was just as simple as we're going to pick the guy we know, the guy who was the Princeton debate champion, and the other guy can wait his turn because he looks like he's 10 years younger. Right. He's still got some time to go. It's, it, maybe it's a combination of all of that. That's really interesting. It's a good take from you, by the way. Um, did you guys catch, and I think Donald Trump may have let the cat out of the bag a little more than he wanted to, he mentions right off the endorsement of Ben Carson, which we'll dive into Ben's self-destruction in a minute. But he mentions it and then says, because he, he brought it up under, uh, or when they had asked him about education and what are we going to do about education, whatever. And he's Ben Carson, he's great, he knows a lot about education, he's educated, all of this stuff, he's great. And then says, uh, Ben Carson will be involved with education. Meaning if, if Trump gets elected president, Ben Carson will be involved with his education plan system. What does that mean? Did he Was a deal done? Uh, yeah, no, I think it's I, I think it's definitely possible that Ben Carson will be able to find a place within a a Trump uh, a cabin, maybe Secretary of uh, of uh, of Education. Jay Severin, Secretary of Education, Ben Carson. If I may cheat a little bit, I am really sure. awestruck by Ty's remarks, and awestruck mostly because I, again, affectionately and respectfully, disagree. Uh, and here's why: it, the short answer is the Kinks song Lola. The somewhat longer answer is when you say, take out immigration and Rubio is conservative. That's like saying, hey, guys, let me tell you the story of my date last night. She was beautiful. Everything went great. And we got home and Lola was a man. Boom, 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 boom. I mean, you know, other than other than my date having a penis, the date went really well. And I that's (laughs) for me. And I think for people who regard themselves as fundamental, you know, sort of small C or other conservatives, the notion that, that Ruby, the gang of eight thing is original sin it is, is you can't take it out. Do you think uh, Ben Carson has done a deal? Do you think uh, he's secretary of education? Well, who hasn't? Do you think it'll go that big though? Secretary well, of no. education? No, no. I mean, maybe, but I mean, does it? I'm only thinking. You see, you're, you're, you're. This is smart, smarter stuff than I can do. You're thinking of government. I, mm. I, I only limit myself to politics, mm. and the politics of it is everyone's looking to cut the best deal they can. And you know, I'm thinking from Dr. Carson's standpoint. I mean, he's done what he can with the candidacy as it as it looks, and I'm not accusing him of anything or or berating him, but. You know, will it go that far? I don't know. I'm just thinking about the politics of this. Now, if, you know, what if, did he want? What did he mm-hmm. get? If if you're right about that and he did the deal and did the best deal he could, even if it's Secretary of Education, is that the best deal? 
Because I got to tell you, on Twitter, people went crazy when they saw the speculation that tomorrow he's going to officially announce uh, his support and his endorsement of Donald Trump. They went crazy calling him a sellout and everything else. Now, granted, that's not a position that's elected, but I got to think his future support is in question. To to your question, do you think he made a deal? Yes, I think he made a deal. deal. I don't know if it's going to go Secretary of State deal, but he made a big deal, and it's going to end up working poorly for him. All right, let me get a quick break, and we're going to come back with some of your calls. 888-900-3393. Doc and Skip along with Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. This is a special post-debate presentation with in-depth analysis from Doc Thompson, Skip Lacombe, and Jay Severin. The Blaze Radio Network. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. This is a special post-debate presentation, reaction and analysis of the GOP debate. Doc Thompson along with Skip Lacombe. We've got Jay Severin with us and Ty Johnson spinning the dials radio style in New York City for us this evening. Uh, on Twitter, it's at Doc Thompson Show, at Skip Lacombe, at Ty Johnson News, and at J underscore Severin. Uh, we'd love to hear your comments. Of course, uh, people have been using the hashtag GOP debate, but... We were also asking uh, this morning and uh, throughout the day, and we'll take some a little bit later on and even tomorrow, uh, some new debate rules. What has to change these debates? Do you want something like a trap door, a ring of fire, shock collars, hashtag new debate rules? Or even if you're like, okay, like Jay and I have discussed and agree, no more audience or shorter answers, no interrupting, hashtag new debate rules, get them into us. Here's what I do know happened this evening. I had a checklist, and maybe you guys can help me out with this. Um, we got the obligatory Marco Rubio mentioning his dad was a bartender. Yes. We got the obligatory John Kasich lies about balancing the federal budget. Uh-huh. Trump didn't say how he was going to do things. Can you think of any of the other obligatories that you check off the list there? Oh, uh, John Kasich's uh, parents were blue-collar workers. Uh, yeah, we had the mentions of Reagan. Yep, we got the Reagan mention right. in. Jay, yes. any come up that you could think of that we got the obligatory uh, debate lines in out? I, I actually, may I answer mm. uh, yeah. on the other side of the coin, I, I was struck by the absence of one of the obligatory uh, you know, responses that I absolutely expected. And oh, that, that is that Chris Trump's Christie was at the 9-11. He was the prosecutor <laughs> on the first. No, it was oh. it was it was. Trump's particular uh, brand of Tourette's syndrome because I wondered if he could rein it in because Trump usually is balls, booger, ass, uh, China trade deficit. You know, and I kept waiting. You got one. I kept waiting for him to explode. That's it. China, you got, there's another one of Trump's obligatory. China is uh, messing with their currency. That's uh, a good one. Scrotum, uh, nipple, <laughs> uh, uh, d- trade deficit. He, you, you, Jay, it was like 
who framed Roger Rabbit with the shave and a haircut? <laughs> They're saying things, and you can see his face distorting. He's like, I got they told me not to do it if I want to be commander in chief, if I want to live in the oh, big white damn. house. Oh, damn. Hair. Uh, me... Breast. <laughs> Deficit with Cuba. Uh, we were talking earlier about, I mean, look at it. We've, we've already talked about Dr. Carson endorsing Trump tomorrow. <clears throat> and I find it amazing that what, I guess, the, the, we're not talking about it because it hasn't been news, but it's out there. And that is Jeb Bush yes, has met, yes, is yes. meeting with uh, all, all of them but Trump. But Trump. It, within the next, I don't know if it's happened or it will be completed by tomorrow, but either way, it's supposed to be completed by tomorrow. And uh, it's obvious why he's going in there and saying, tell me, what, you know, should I endorse you? Why and what do I get? Uh, and, you know, I, I, Jeb Bush. So, uh, okay. What, I, you know, I tweeted he, out, what is, what is that about? Because, and I heard that he was supposed to meet with them before the debate tonight. I don't know, but you're right. Yes. By tomorrow. And yep. what is that about? You're right. Okay, so he wants to cut a deal, sure. But everybody but Trump, that's pretty open there. Even Kasich and, and Cruz, they're very different. Could it be a little more, Jay, of the we've got to stop Trump conversation what, that he wants to have with them? Sure. That's what I think is happening, actually. That's I think, right. in fact, some of the... Uh, yeah, some of the, uh, the the reporting on that has been that uh, the entire purpose of this is that Jeb is going to be trying to convince Kasich and, um, Rubio? and Rubio to actually drop out of the uh, out of the race before the Florida primary. It may have nothing primary. to do with that. It, well, it, may, it may have everything. Sorry, everything to do with what Skip just said as a parcel to as as a mechanism of Bush's wanting wow. to be handed the nomination by a brokered, not contested, mm -hmm. but brokered rhino convention i mean heck even carly fiorina has endorsed i mean does that take a little bit of the wind out of your sails if you're upstaged by carly fiorina no no disrespect intended but right. doesn't that start to devalue the product a little yeah it's interesting May, maybe this maybe uh, jeb is going in and he's saying listen i'll support you guys we come together we get rid of trump and then you support me for uh, prime minister of america uh we create this <laughs> new rule the, <laughs> grand the best possible deal that is skip or doc ty if you were running and i were heb heb the best possible deal i could offer you is uh good morning what do i get if i condemn you <laughs> <laughs> Cruz is like, I'll give you some sort of appointment if you if you disavow me. You keep attacking me, right? All right, let me get some calls here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three in uh, Ohio. Matt, you're on the Blaze Radio Network. How are you tonight, Matt? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Matt did you early, did you early vote yet, or are you waiting until Tuesday? Uh, well, I I live in Indiana. I'm a truck oh, okay. driver. I'm in Ohio oh, okay. right now. Um, but uh, you know. Uh, there, I want to ask a question about Cruz. So he early uh, voted on, in Ohio. On, <laughs> no, I don't live in Ohio. <laughs> no, we're <laughs> just joking. 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 Uh, Donald, but Donald Trump, anyone who goes out and says that Ronald Reagan and Tip O'Neill made <clears throat> made such great deals together wasn't paying attention in the 80s. <laughs> but then again, in the 80s, I've heard he was recruiting in Poland for some workers, so that's okay. <laughs> But uh, he, whenever he said, 
I'm beating Hillary in the polls. I've got a list. I expected him to pull out a paper and say, this fax just came in, moderators. Top of the list be conspirityunderwearblogger.com poll or something like that. (laughs) um, uh, A question that I have, at the beginning of the debate, uh, Ted Cruz criticized Donald Trump, rightly so, on raising tariffs. And he referenced the Smoot-Hawley Act. And in his jobs platform, one of the things... Cruz mentioned was he wants to lower the taxes on exports and raise the taxes on imports. And my question is, what's the difference between an import tax and a tariff? And I am a Cruz guy. Uh, okay, I have to go and to the so, bedroom now. You guys answer this. Yeah, no, I, it, it, Matt, I don't think there is. I think this is doublespeak or, or newspeak. Let me give you let me give you the fails when it comes to tariffs. First of all, it's not as easy to say lower or raise tariffs. You can't do that because there's so many things right or, or, or so many uh, other variables that go into it. Ted Cruz was right to attack Donald Trump tonight, but if you're telling me that's in his platform and I haven't read that piece of it, yeah, he's got some splaining to do there. Here's the <laughs> issue when it comes to the tariffs there. You cannot simply as Donald Trump has said just go to China and say, we're going to raise your import taxes or tariffs because, or, or, or you must capitulate. All, they're gonna, all that does is pass those expenses along to your citizens. And what does China or the other country do? Then they raise, raise theirs. Then you get into an import-export war. And what happens is um, you just keep uh, ratcheting it up. The solution is... To make sure they're not manipulating it unfairly, use your tariffs to make sure they're not, and then everybody plays in as much of a free market as you can. That's that's the best you could come up with. There's no easy answer to it. Donald Trump wants to make it very basic. It's not. If Ted Cruz has something similar in his, that's bad. All right, let's go to Ted's answer real quick, Matt. Let's hear this. So the question is, what's the solution? It's easy to talk about the problems, but do you have a solution to fix it? And I think the solution is several things. Number one, we need to negotiate trade deals, protecting American workers first, not the corporate boardroom. Number two, we need to lift the regulations on American businesses here so we see jobs coming back. And number three, we need a tax plan like the tax plan I've introduced that will not tax exports and that will tax imports, and that will bring millions of high-paying jobs back to america see tez is a little bit of a flaw there too it's not that simple either uh jay real quick to matt's point about uh, reagan and uh and uh tip o'neill uh would you offer comment on that because i heard that too and i was like no 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 we weren't sitting there going good job ronnie good job negotiating right. with tip good job yeah the myth of cooperation and bipartisanship. <laughs> There's a lot of bi going on in Washington, but it ain't bipartisanship. And if for anybody with a wisp of doubt as to the nature and magnitude, we kid around, and, and we ought to. Otherwise, we'd all sound like Kasich. But the nature and magnitude of the stakes here that we're deliberating is Are you talking today. Trump stakes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wherever they wherever they start and whatever animal they start as. Today, the Attorney General of the United States, today, testified before Congress that the government, our government, is developing laws to prosecute under federal racketeering statutes, criminally prosecute climate deniers. Oh, like that's incredible. People... 
who, yeah, like Canada or in the UK, but especially Canada is the best model. If you if you go if you're in Canada and you you are a climate uh, denier, uh, global climate change denier, you can be not only sued civilly, you can be arrested. And today, the Attorney General of the United States said before Congress, "We are exploring uh, whether racketeering laws uh, can be used to." arrest, prosecute people criminally who make statements that are anti-climate change. I saw that. Ah! I know. I did the same thing. I I looked at that like two or three times. I'm I'm reading it online going, this can't be right. And I was shocked the internet wasn't melting down at that point. Obviously, nobody else saw it or didn't understand it. Or thought it came from Bosnia or something. Yeah, I I, I thought it was the onion or something, you know? (laughs) I was uh, I was considering. In fact, I flagged that to talk about. That's that's one of the the most shocking and disturbing things I've seen in in the last couple of weeks. In a time when everything, is just about daily, is shocking. All right, let's get a couple more phone Guys, calls I in. One triple eight. I'm sorry, Skip. Go ahead, please. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, let's get another quick phone call in here. It's a one triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three in San Francisco. Sean, you're on the Blaze Radio Network. What's up, Sean? What's up, Sean? Hey, how's it going, gentlemen? Thank hey, you. Good. 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 Yeah. So. I got to say, this was this was a much stronger on Ted Cruz's side, in my opinion. Uh, but I'm noticing there's a big dichotomy that's starting to take place with people that would swing more to the Republican side of the House. And I think there's an addiction that's, that's happening with Trump. Uh, if you look at some very small, minuscule tactics that he's implementing and marketing, like social media, for instance, if you looked up GOB, uh, GOP debate, uh, who won moments after the debate – You'll notice that Donald Trump's profile was the only one that came on. Oh, and he's no also fooling. got this candor about him. He's got a candor about him that people gravitate towards because they feel special. They want to mimic it. There's a certain level of confidence and grandioseness that we all know that's out there. And I, I'm a cruise guy. I'm a cruise guy because I believe in his principles and his foundations, but he's not a marketer. And mm-hmm. that's what Trump is. He's a marketer. And it's... It's hard. So we can call it faux sincerity. Faux candor. Yeah, I mean, think about it. The guy was a reality TV TV host for ever and a day. Uh, He was on Home Alone, too, just trying to get his spotlight out there. And this is. Well, think about when a lot of us first became familiar with him is back on Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous era. Do you remember (laughs) that when he was on with Robin Leach? And that's when most of us in the 80s found out who he was. That's when the cult of personality began. And Home yeah. Alone, I thought for years was a film about gay bankers, uh, <laughs> and I, it only only about six months ago did I realize Home Alone was oh. about a gay changes bank. the context just a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you, you need to get out more, brother. <laughs> no, um, well, that's for sure. <laughs> here, here's the other thing that I I don't think there was enough press coverage either by the Blaze or anybody else that is doing any major syndication is really why. Carly Fiorina decided to go with Cruz and not Trump. And you guys mentioned it earlier. Come on. Well, so one of the things is that Carly, as we know, she's one of the most successful female CEOs on the planet. She knows the ins and outs of the government. She knows ins and outs of the private sector as well. What's wait? What? What's her name again? Sean. No, not yours. Hers. Who? Carly. My point is. Did you? When's the last time you heard her name? And when's the next time you're going to hear her name? Ah, yes, but it's not so much about her name. But you got to consider the profile and the individuals that are behind her. 
the ones that we don't know that aren't in the public site. What I'm getting to, if I can just surmise this real quickly, is that Carly decided to go with Cruz for a very specific reason. The fact that she is one of the most powerful business people, true, truly powerful business people that isn't a gimmick and has made some major billion-dollar moves in her career – Decided to go with Trump uh, yeah. as opposed to Trump. <laughs> you know, Got to tell you something. There are go to the go to Forbes magazine. Look up the thousand billionaires you know in America, and Carly mm-hmm. is more famous by a factor of two than the rest of them. But you know what did she do it for? She cut a deal, or she did it for self satisfaction. But I mean, come on, she's not a major. She's not swinging any votes. It's not so much the votes on the public, but it's the votes that are going to be on who, – who's going to be calling it brokering the deals well, in the back end? I'm sorry. Sean, if it's not votes, the hell matters. <laughs> well, Sean, well, no, I see well, his point. I mean, I don't really think Mike Lee's endorsement does a whole hell of a lot of good for, for, uh, for him either. Hey, hey, hey. Megan McCain says she's now for Megan Trump McCain too. because, I mean, uh, because Carly uh, Fiorina is for him. Most of these people's endorsement doesn't really care that much weight. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, thanks sure. so much for the sure. comments. Appreciate it. Um, no, I see what he's saying there. Yeah, could you get some more donors? Maybe a few. Could you get some more people in the general because she happens to not have a penis? Yeah, you might get a few. Something like that. I don't think she is the the big deal name. I, I wouldn't lead with her for the next couple of weeks if I was Ted Cruz. That's okay. We got one little shot in the arm. Good. Let's move on. You know what I mean? It's not. I it's not that big endorsement. Now- Somewhat retrospective, but I'm really interested, you guys, in brief, how would you have advised, just, you know, it could be up or down or a few words of explanation, how would you have advised Rubio? Because the existential question for Rubio and really what's going on in this campaign right now was, is all sort of the linchpin, certainly one of them, is Florida. And what has Rubio advised best to do? To, I would have told you're 17 I, I, years old, quit, mm-hmm. live to fight another day. Yes. You can be president again. You can be governor next year, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Or stick in there now for all no. it's worth because no. you never know when, if your window will open again. How no, as soon as, as soon as I saw that he had lost any ground in the polls, I would have said, listen, you have to consider getting out. You're not going to get the numbers. It's not going to happen. At this so, point, I think he's hurting himself. Right. And you have a chance. The, the best he can do is come out of this and look, meh. If he takes Florida, meh, all right, you did okay, yeah. great, move on. It's not going to help you any, but he has a bigger chance of disaster and ruining a lot of future career you know, in, in political office. What he should have done is quietly and passionately gone to Ted Cruz and said, please, 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 let me help you. That's what he should have done. Let me get some of these hashtags that we were working on too, Jay, because I think we have some good ideas here. Hashtag new debate rules. Yeah, we had Kathy tweeting at us. Uh, one of the common ones, too, which I think is, is one of the best we should actually implement, and that's a shot collar hooked to a lie detector. I like it. Like I, it I like that idea a lot. Uh, from Caleb, hashtag new debate rules. The moderators should put people that would actually vote for the candidates, which I think is an interesting prospect as well. Uh, let's see. From TMB Shill, hashtag new debate rules. Closing statements must be in haiku. <laughs> okay. Here's one. Allo consent. I, I don't know why this bothers him so much, but I still like it because it's violent. Any candidate who doesn't button his suit jacket gets smacked with a boat oar. I'm not sure why that bothers him so much, but okay, as long as I see politicians getting smacked to the bottom. Well, he wants them buttoned up, I not just that. their coat jacket, but everything. A hashtag new debate rules from Tim. All politicians must speak via a, smokes, a spokes Muppet. 
<laughs> now that would actually be pretty interesting. And some Hash- do. Hashtag new debate rules are from Jeremy. The candidates finishing in the bottom two slots will fight to the death until we get down to two candidates. Oh. So I think that means Marco Rubio and John Kasich now Mm -hmm. tonight. By the way, speaking of Muppets, uh, do you guys notice how much Anderson (laughs) Cooper looks like that eagle from the Muppets? (laughs) The the blue, gray eagle there. He looks a lot like him. All right. Hashtag new debate rules. I will always cherish the moment that I shared a broadcast with a partner who said, Speaking of Muppets. <laughs> you like that segue? Jay, your career is complete I mean, now. <laughs> it's priceless. Uh, hashtag a new debate rules to get them in uh, from Wombat Stew. Uh, everybody has to down. And see this one. Let me start this over. This one's actually really interesting. Could make for the debates to be much more interesting. Everyone has to down a tub of peanut butter during the debate. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just imagine Signed. that? Though? Signed, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I think I think even more so than us saying we need to get the audiences out of there, shot well, callers. Think about the strategy there. It's like uh, the designated hitter. When do you make your moves? Do I load up on the peanut butter and get it out of the way first? Do I, you know, try to end with it? Like during... NASCAR and pit stops, you pit know, stops, do you get them out of the way quickly or do you save them for the end? All right, J7, I'm sure you're going to have uh, more of this, not so much the peanut butter tub debate uh, talk tomorrow. The Muppet just, talk. Uh, the Muppet peanut butter's talk giving me right? a new angle. I... <laughs> All right, J7, tomorrow on the Blaze Radio Network, we'll continue this discussion. Skip and I will have more uh, tomorrow morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern time on the Blaze Radio Network. In the meantime, please continue to tweet at us your thoughts about this and many other things. Uh, again, it's J underscore Severin, uh, at Skip Lacombe, at Doc Thompson Show, and at Ty Johnson News. You can uh, just keep tweeting at us, and we'll have much more tomorrow uh, right here on the Blaze Radio Network. I'm sure uh, we'll have it, followed by Glenn Beck, and everybody will go big. It's it's getting down to the end. Tomorrow, uh, day after tomorrow, it is Washington, D.C., the um, primary in Washington, D.C. Not a lot of delegates, but I think it's uh, 20 or so. And then Tuesday's the big day. Uh, should be uh, should be very interesting too as we get down to it. Um, so yeah, be sure to keep it to the Blaze Radio Network and to theblaze.com dot com for all the up to date information on all of this. All right, Jay. thanks for staying up with us. Yes, thank you so much for that. Genuinely, uh, pre- or ge- genuinely appreciate that. That's uh, that's quite the uh, the help. All right, um, that's it. All right, Jay, I'll see you uh, very soon, my friend. All right, I'll be well, sure to keep I, the uh, hashtags coming in. It's hashtag new debate rules, too. We'll uh, go and keep those. Maybe we'll get to some of those in the morning as well. Also, uh, tomorrow morning, Blaze Radio Network almost forgot the two non-presidential races that Skip and I are covering, following, and yes. praying for. We'll have the two people, one from North Carolina, one from Ohio, tomorrow morning in the 8 o'clock hour. That's Eastern Time right here on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you, Ty. Thank you, Best Thanks, of Bright. You're listening to reactions and analysis of the GOP debate. The Blaze Radio Network.